Chapter 1 The Spider's Warning The elevator operator's cap was dragged down over his right eyebrow. He leaned against the gate with a cigarette dangling from his lips. Listen, babe, he said flatly. You ain't going up to the boss with no phony story about the spider coming here. The boss! The man's voice choked off as the girl's hand flew from her waist and presented the point of a slim, long knife to his belly. Up, fool, she ordered softly. The cigarette dropped from the man's lips. He went backward into the elevator before the pressure of the knife and the door slammed shut. When it had begun its upward moan, the shadows moved in the stairway just to the right of the shaft. From the blackness, a man stepped forward on alert, silent feet. His shoulders were twisted as if by the painful giant hands of disease, so that he walked hunched far forward. A black slouch hat was on his head, and he wore a long black cape that accentuated rather than masked his affliction. Standing before the elevator door, the man stopped. Lights slanting under the wide brim of his hat showed a mouth that was a straight, lipless line. So, he chuckled softly, he thinks the presence of the spider a phony story. The mouth twisted into a slow, tight smile that was strangely sinister. No one seeing this man could have mistaken his identity. And if that one had guilt upon his conscience, the blood of a fellow being, the rifling of a poor man's till, he would have fled in screaming terror. For the spider was known throughout the length and breadth of the land as the avenger of the innocent, a lone wolf of justice who struck down the guilty without mercy. The hunchback turned toward the stairway, and once more it was as if the shadows moved. There was no sound as he swiftly mounted the steps. That was well for the spider. If the criminals gathered here tonight to plot robbery and murder believed him present, they would hunt him down ruthlessly with machine guns and the underworlds of the universe would shriek for joy at his death. But the spider's progress was noiseless, unfaltering, though the smile faded from his lips. A week ago, he had dared to hope that organized crime was smashed. Now there was bitterness in the gray-blue eyes beneath the hat brim. He had been prosecuting a vigorous war against minor underworld leaders and killers, and they had been fleeing from him with a shrill terror, like frightened rats. No new evil genius had arisen to lead them. Yes, he and Nita Van Sloan, the one woman who held his trust and his love, had dared to hope that at least they might claim the happiness they had battled to afford to others. And then this. In the West, a man calling himself El Gaucho, a queer, mocking name since it meant merely one of the wild-riding cowboys of the South American pampas. This butcher of humans had pillaged three towns within three days— the small army of desperados he had gathered about him had swept clean the banks and richer stores, burning homes and killing wantonly. In the first raid on Morgantown, Arizona, five men and three women had been shot down in the streets, mercilessly, without other reason than they had seen the masked faces of the raiders. In Hawleyville, twelve had crumpled before the ruthless guns of the bandits, and in Carson, the spider felt a cold rage grow within him at the memory of those pitiful reports of last night. A machine gun had sprayed a schoolyard full of playing children, twenty-one dead there besides five adults slain in the street, and the wounded. It was such insensate criminals as this one who called himself El Gaucho that the spider had vowed to track down and kill. It mattered not that the man had gathered all the renegades.